This is the kind of person who would be successful, someone who would turn down a million dollars to keep their $500 a day business open for just one day. Business isn't always fun. Unless you're on our podcast. Rekindle the flame of your entrepreneurial spirit with solutions, tools, and new ideas. Let us show you how inspiration is endless and how, with a little creativity, any business can skyrocket. Now, to spark your entrepreneurial imagination, here's your host, Wyatt Peterson. This episode's going to be a little bit heavy, um, maybe. It's going to be very uh, dense. It's going to be very useful. This is the Focus Manifesto. And this is essentially a theme that you're going to see throughout this entire podcast, hopefully. And that is that you can always love the business that you're in. But this is going to be about how to love your business, how to do it right, how to pick the right business, how to make, how to make sure that you don't fall out of love, and how to make sure that you don't make excuses know the difference between excuses and real reasons. Um, Being able to, well, let me paint a picture. Uh, You haven't been able to stick with a business for more than two years. You've always jumped ship. You've always um, had some new idea, and you've always found yourself in the middle of some sort of hype where, you know, people will talk about, oh, it's one of those waves of people who do XYZ business. There's so many people that do it, right? You're in these oversaturated markets, or you try to be in a more unique market, or you have a cool idea that you love and you're passionate about, but you know people just aren't buying it, right? Maybe you need to learn marketing better, so you try to learn about marketing. Uh, maybe you spend all your time listening to podcasts and YouTube videos about one thing until you just can't stand it anymore, and it doesn't seem like it's something that's in your skill set. Maybe it doesn't align with your goals or your objective, and every few months, it's a new business. It's a new idea. It's a new course painful because especially in hindsight you realize that maybe even one of the first few things that you kind of stuck to could have been billion dollar businesses if you just had a different mindset going into it well we're gonna get we're gonna get there we're gonna get to that billion dollar business we're gonna get to that million dollar business let's start with a million yeah I'm extremely confident that if you follow these three steps that I've sussed out over so much deliberation and looking at successful people, looking at uh, books uh, by successful people, recommended by successful people, their methods, um, what actually comes out of their actions, you know, not just what they say, what they do. I've, I've boiled it down. Now, normally in each podcast, I have one action step that you take away, but this is going to be three action steps, and I, I really want you to write these down. Um, we're going to talk about this in a second, but education requires intent. You have to be able to focus, right? So if you're listening to a podcast like this while you're doing laundry or something, at least tell me that you're able to write down these important parts. You know, if not, you're probably not going to remember it and I'd hate for it to go to waste. But if that's the case, just save it, come back to it, send it to someone so that you can see it and get back to it later. I'm not just trying to get clout. I'm trying to make this something that will change your life and I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to it multiple times and it's going to change my life. The solution to the shiny object syndrome, the plague of good entrepreneurs, um, which shiny object syndrome sounds almost belittling it sounds uh, almost too small scale to really capture the issue here because what it is is 
um, a slight instability in in confidence um, in our goals. And that's action step one. We have to have definiteness of purpose, as Napoleon Hill puts it. Or Simon Sinek says, start with why. Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. The outcome, the destination, um, what we want to arrive at has to be crystal clear. And I'm not going to tell you how to do this because even if I did, you've probably already tried it before. You've probably already set a goal. That's probably what, what made you do, you know, two or three of your shiny object businesses for, you know, four or five months. It's not going to work unless it's something that you take a lot of time and meditation to think about and then believe in and then realize that, yeah, it doesn't have to be set in stone, but also being able to create something that you can trust and say, all right, this is the vision I have. This is the situation I want to be in. And, you know, five years is a really good timeline to shoot for. They say, this is what I want to be at five years from now. If you can have a crystal clear picture of that and then just trust yourself that you picked it for a reason you knew what you were talking about. You were in clearness of mind when when it all happened. Then from there, it's just a matter of the steps to get there. And it's so incredibly easy for anyone to fill in the blanks, even if it's a fairly complicated and high-reaching goal. Anyone can fill in the steps along the way. The steps, the, the path that you take, that can change and shift. As long as the goal remains the same, you'll see this with all successful people that you can ever possibly imagine. They had very clear visions and sometimes they would go to extremes, right? They would fire people. They would um, spend exuberant amounts of money. They would even hurt their own business to see a certain vision fulfilled. And maybe it wasn't even always right, but by the time that vision was fulfilled, I'm thinking like, you know, Disneyland or like hit movies, the greatest businesses ever, you know, Apple products, uh, you know, anything that's made billions that's influenced everyone's lives, you know. Those all came from set visions that were unwavering and they turned out good. Can't, wouldn't you agree? Having one set goal isn't necessary. You can have a year goal. Maybe you don't have to set a time to it necessarily, because, but it should still uh, include a lot of specificity. Uh, Napoleon Hill, Thinking Grow Rich. The first story he talks about is Barnes wanting to work with Edison. And Edison talks about meeting him and he, he says that Barnes looked like a tramp, but he had this determination in his eyes. And there was something about Barnes where he was willing to work with, do whatever it takes, right? Work on Edison's ground for his whole life if he had to, to achieve this goal, which is the kind of determination that it never is. It never takes your whole life, right? That might sound scary to you, but the attitude that you're willing to spend your whole life is the kind of commitment you need to be able to see this goal through. Number two, no distractions. Now that's a blanket statement, and you've probably heard it before, and you've said, I need to focus. Focusing isn't hard. It's a matter of setting up your environment. Setting up your mind, your external environment, and your internal environment. So this is this is this has three sub-steps that are very, very specific. And first one is you have to be able to say that that's not my journey, Right? That's not my path. That's not how I'm getting to it. For example, let's say you want to be a millionaire by a certain date uh, or make a million a year of passive income, right? Mailbox income, mailbox checks to your door, completely passive while you were on vacation for an entire year with absolutely no contact to your original team. Pretty clear goal. 
something you could probably achieve. A lot of you could probably think about how to set that up right now, the steps it would take. Not hard. But say you're in the middle of building, you know, fix and flipping real estate and you're building a team to do it for you while you step away. And, you know, someone says, well, you could also make a lot with vending machines, right? Some people might say, well, obviously that's a step down. But what if someone came to you and said, I made a millionaire. I made a million last year of mailbox income doing vending machines, right? You don't have to question them and say, well, why, you know, or well, you've been working on it for 20 years. You don't have to turn into a pessimist, but you do want to be able to say, that's not my journey, right? I'm going to, I'm going to amp up the example for you. This is the kind of person who would be successful. Someone who would turn down a million dollars to keep their $500 a day business open for just one day, right? If someone came and said, I'll give you a million dollars. And you said, no, I'd rather keep my business open, making $500 a day. Right. Despite all logic, uh, that's the kind of person who's going to be successful. And you may say, well, that's dumb. You could invest a million dollars into your business. You could triple the size of it. Yes, you're right. All that's true. But if you think about a mindset of a person who would do that, they know their path and their journey so stoically that they're going to achieve that. And no matter what gets thrown at them, no matter what temptations there are, because it never is a million dollars, is it? It never is necessarily a shortcut because you do have to change lanes and then start from zero before you get going to 60. And at the end of the day, it really does just end up holding you back. All those other things that add up. So the mindset that does win is the one that says, that's not my journey. I'm already on this path. I've already picked up momentum. I've learned a lot of skills. I've attracted people. I've told people that this is what I'm doing. And even if people are passing me in the right-hand lane, or I mean the left-hand lane, whatever, if people are passing me in a different lane, that's okay. You know, that's not your business. They're getting worse gas mileage. They picked that lane earlier. It's whatever. You don't change lanes. Stick with that lane. Know your journey. Be able to say, that's not my journey. It's going to get harder. All right. And here's uh, step two of no distractions is social media. Not just social media, by the way. This is this is any media. Fake, fake learning is, is what we would call it. And there can be really good, valuable educational things out there. You can go to the seminar that could change your life. But there's productive procrastination is a huge issue for people where they say, you know, I I have everything I need uh, to level up. Well, you know, there's different ways to look at it. But the fact is education, especially modern education, as free and easy as it is, isn't always the best. A lot of times people have an ulterior motive. They have something to sell you, right? I'll tell you right now, I don't have anything to sell you. I'm just trying to relay this to myself for future reference. And there's a lot of people who are altruistic like that, but not necessarily. A lot of times they want to sell a course and that doesn't mean it's bad. But they have a lot of reasons to get you hooked on these shiny object syndrome, new ideas, because that's the kind of people they sell. The kind of people where they say, I made millions of dollars, come to this lane, try out wholesaling. I know you're doing, you know, a laundromat. But what if you come and try wholesaling houses instead because I made tens of millions of dollars, right? And you may say, that's a great idea. And that's how you get shiny object syndrome. Just a quick pause. I don't run any ads at all. And I want to keep it that way. And if you appreciate that and the time I've saved you, if you appreciate the content I'm giving you, please leave a good review. And if there's anything specific you enjoyed, if you share it, I will see more downloads on my end. And I'll understand that that's a topic I should focus on more. You could help create the content you're listening to. I would greatly appreciate it as an up and coming podcaster. Anyways, thanks for listening. Back to the show.
it's okay. Education is okay in this frame where you uh, do it intentionally, where you take notes on it, like I asked you to do earlier. If you take notes on what I'm telling you right now, it's going to be productive. You're going to walk away with actions, with real things that you can do, right? Uh, it's not just a, a, a you know psychological jerk off, so to speak, as they call it. I'm trying to censor it there. It's it's uh, kind of a gross terminology, but it's very accurate because a lot of people will just listen to the stuff that makes them feel like they're doing good, but it's not good unless you're doing it very intentionally. Sit down, set aside time, and especially niche down. Get to very specific things about your field, right? You may want to learn about AI because you think it can somehow plug into your restaurant chains. But will it really, you know? Maybe you don't need that. Or maybe if you insist on it, maybe it is good. You need to find a branch that you can, a rabbit hole that you can go down that's going to actually leave you with, you know, a brand new system you can apply to your restaurant that's actually going to change the face of it. That's going to make it more investable, more profitable, run smoother, right? And if you're just making that excuse like, this will help me out probably, you know, and and you can't tie it to a specific reason, stop. That's not education. That's uh, mental jerking off, as it were. <laughs> Don't do that. All right? It's better to work in silence, honestly, because then you can focus on stuff you already know, your environment around you, your business around you, you know, the the stuff you're actually doing, uh, the people who might call you, right? Then you're not fake learning. Don't fake learn. And then social media is the worst because it's totally randomized and you will get lots of dopamine hits because not only will they present a business to you, but they'll do it with things and and alerts and subtitles, and they'll show visuals of people in boats and making money and all these different people, right? They know how to get you in social media. So it's not just random, it's, it's intentionally distracting. That's the whole point of it. Don't do it, right? And if you're watching this on social media, let this be your last video, right? It, I know it's not gonna be good for the algorithm for people to be exiting after this video, but I care about you too much. So, you know, help me out. Share it to someone who probably needs this and then exit this video and go be intentional about your education. Don't, that, that'll that help you prevent so many of those instances of shiny object syndrome. You'll get so many, you'll get rid of so many of those seeds that would have planted and became shiny object syndrome just by not doing social media. Um, last one is principle. Um, I guess I talked about this already, but on principle, you should be able to stick with your business. Even if people offered you cash money to walk away from it, that might technically lend to your end goal better. As a matter of principle, stick with your guns. Simple as that. All right, we're going to uh, step three. Right. So let me just review this real quick. The first one was have a definite goal. Second one was eliminate distractions, which means your environment, your things around you, your habits. Uh, even other people, even uh, people you might perceive as mentors, if they're trying to take you off your path, uh, even if they're trying to tell you a quicker way to get to your goal, at least be hesitant unless it's something that you can, you know, reasonably do. But y- you you know best. Just make sure that goal stays in place and that it's not a shiny object situation, that it's uh, that you're not changing lanes or jumping ship because it's going to be easier. That's not how it works. Uh, Don't do that. And then, so that was no no distractions. This is number three, solutions. Say you're in your business and you're uh, making those excuses that I talked about, right? There's a life cycle. Let me just tell you real quick, the life cycle, shiny object syndrome, hype, 
uh, then it flatlines, and then you start making excuses and either sending it to the back burner or closing it down. How many businesses have you moved to the back burner and then just forgotten about, right, completely until someone, you know, maybe a customer is like, hey, are you still doing this? Oh, yeah. And then you bring it back to the front and then it slowly dies out and it's just not making money. It's not sustainable. How many website subscriptions have we paid for to host uh, certain domains, right? How many domains do you have right now? Stop it. All right. Whatever you're working on right now, maybe just make it your focus, right? Um, if something's hard for you to do in your business, like accounting, accounting is really hard. Should you give up on something because the accounting side of it is more difficult or because the taxes are probably going to be a little bit more? No, that's a terrible idea. Um, if there's something you hate doing every day, right? I detailed cars. I didn't love cleaning cars. Warren Buffett says, if you are successful people who hate to do something, they'll make it a habit. If it's a habit, you don't have to think about it. It's not a matter of deciding to do it or not. You're not doing this hard thing instead of a good thing. It's just a hard thing that has to get done that becomes automatic. Or outsource it, right? Outsourcing is cheap. Virtual assistants are not expensive. It's something that you can do these days. Uh, you know, if you don't like cold calling, you can make a script. You can hire it out to virtual assistants. There's virtual assistants in foreign countries that can get paid $8, $10 an hour, and that's... Uh, a lot of money to them and they have perfectly fine English accents they're well educated you know um, it's a whole thing virtual assistants um, but there's other ways to outsource there's uh, you know paying for a better system right I upgraded my podcast system I was on Buzzsprout it was kind of outdated I went to Podbean it's better for so many things there's so many more tools that I can do that just make it flow better I'm not sponsored by them. I just, I'd recommend it. Hey, Podbean, if you want to sponsor me, I'll talk you up all day. Um, also, can you upgrade my subscription? <laughs> um, another thing is pivoting. So we talked about you have a definite goal. You have an end point you have to get to. You have your vehicle to get there, right? Quite literally like a car trying to get to a point on a map that you've already thought of in your mind, right? A, a beautiful luxury lake, a beachfront location that no one ever goes to, something like that, you know, that's your location. Pivoting is okay if you do it right. You have to make sure that you're not pivoting because of shiny object syndrome. For example, if you're in, uh, if you make web apps and you think, well, maybe we'll switch to AI, you can't do it just because everyone says AI and it sounds cool and it's highly technical. But you could do it if you're done writing code hand by hand, line by line, day by day, sending it back and forth with the customer, them not paying you enough for your effort, quickly losing money on projects that you shouldn't, and you realize that AI could potentially come and overhaul a lot of that system for you, or that you can offer it to your clients to take a lot of the work away from you, and they'll appreciate it more and maybe even pay you more, and you'll get better quality clients. Well, that's a good pivot, right? Then you could switch to AI. Which means, by the way, you have to consider this. Whenever you pivot, you have to learn a new series of skills. Your business is going to its gonna taste different in your mouth. You're going to have a new set of problems. It's not going to eliminate everything, but pivoting can be great. A lot of extremely successful businesses started out as something totally different, and then they pivoted, and they just needed one good pivot to get on the right course. I would say before you pivot, be very self-aware. Make sure that it's uh, something that your business will handle well. That really is the true trajectory of the market because for every pivot 
that was made a successful business, there have been five pivots that have either cost them a lot of money or completely destroyed businesses. But if you're feeling absolutely stuck, instead of a shiny object, pivot that business that you have right now. And the last one is solve for X. If you're if you're in a business and you say this isn't working and you have some excuses, first of all, make sure those excuses are real. Second of all, if those excuses are actually real and it's not like the economy, the location, you know, something dumb. If there's a problem in your business, that could potentially be your new business. It could be your new pivot. Solving for X could be how you create something that could either completely revolutionize your business or even like worst case scenario, become something that you sell B2B. But think about it like this. If you have, um, I've, I've made so many business examples already. I'm just, let's say you do woodworking, right? Um, first of all, your shop's not big enough. That's your excuse, right? Maybe you need, maybe you think you need an investment. Solve for X, right? So do you really need an investment? Ask yourself why you think you need an investment. Well, because, you know, the wood quality, uh, the, we can't make things as fast or easily. Okay. Well, what if you just charge more for the things and called it handmade, right? That's kind of the, the solution you solved for X. There you go. Um, there's multiple X's. There's multiple solutions. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of business. And that's kind of where this podcast comes in business creativity. You can always find not just the solution, but a solution. You get to make it up. You have creative freedom towards how you address problems, how things come out, uh, you know, how, how a business that you feel stuck in can be the best thing that ever happened to you. Whereas right now you think that it's dragging you down and that it needs to be closed. Um, that, those are my three steps, right? Have a definite goal, no distractions, find a solution within your business, um, which can include all that stuff I said. I'm going to go through it one more time towards the end, but just as like a bonus, I want to say that um, a positive mindset and relying on um, friends, you know, network, God is a great way to make sure that you stick to one business. Hold yourself accountable to it um, and let it become a, it doesn't have to be tattooed on you. Businesses aren't tattooed. Some people get scared of commitment with businesses like it's a relationship uh it, it kind of is right uh so make sure that you date it before you commit to it right make sure that you know you meet its family so to speak right you you learn about the industry maybe you don't want to be dip your toes in real estate at all maybe you think that real estate people in general are too pretentious or something right figure all that out before you go and fix and flip houses right maybe maybe you want to start drop shipping but you First, you have to see what it's actually like to work for Amazon, work with Amazon. I say with, I guess it would be for work for Amazon. Um, or like you want to post on Etsy. Etsy takes a lot of money from you. Um, you, you can feel, feel free to get to know a business before you jump into that shiny object syndrome. That's just kind of a bonus thing I'm going to have. And then it is like, it is like actually dating in marriage. It takes active use for You have to be actively aware of your interest in the business. Because if you find yourself saying, you know, my business is making some money passively, but now let's do something else. Then you have to say, wait a minute, why am I being drawn away from my business? Do I love my business still, right? You might need a pina colada song, your business. If you know, you know, look it up, whatever. But <laughs> that's the focus manifesto. 
hopefully after this you're able to go back to your your whatever you're you were struggling with before look at it with the frame i'm about to go over it again by the way but look at it with the frame of what i'm about to say and tweak it make the change make it work you will be a millionaire like i said if you do this no definite problem legally i can't say that you know you're going to make a million dollars but i just have so much confidence in that in this and I, i'm going to do it myself and you're going to be along for the ride and you're going to see how well it works these were the steps number one was have a definite goal number two was no distractions and the sub steps say that say this is my journey or this is not my journey to keep yourself on track do away with social media do away with uh productive procrastination and learning just to learn and start introducing intentional learning where you take notes and where it guides you down certain skill paths to learn skills that will lead you closer to your goal that relate directly to your business they get you hyped about your current business etc and then also on principle, be the kind of person who would forego riches and and shiny object syndrome to stay the course because the course you have probably is going to work just fine. Unless someone from the outside can prove to you how, that it would absolutely not work, then you should just stay your course, right? Trust your instincts and let it get to your goal. And then the third one was solutions. Find solutions within your business. And that included making things a habit that are hard to do or outsourcing them, pivoting if you have to, and then solving for X, one problem at a time and letting yourself be creative and have some fun in there. Hopefully you wrote those down. Hopefully you apply them to your business. And if you ever feel stuck or if you ever catch yourself trying to start a new business before you do, ask yourself if it's the right one. Come back to this podcast. This is specifically for you. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hopefully this makes you rich. Hopefully you love your business now and have a good one. If you got to this point and still don't know what to do next, you'd better try another episode. For an unreasonable amount of free tools, content, and ways to connect, go to businesscreativepodcast.com.